Greetings, groetnis, especially to you my friend, welcome. Welkom weer eens by die watergat, ek is Pieter Woon, en ek nooi jou uit om een gouden uur te spandeer, hier langs die verfrissende waters van Godse woord. The Lord laid on my heart that we should speak about perseverance, deersettingsvermoe. I have heard it called stickability, that you can start something and stick to it until the end. Before we get into today's topic, let's just open in a word of prayer. Our Father, we come to you, Jesus, we thank you so much that you never backed out. You finished the work that you were given to do. We thank you for that. You have called us to walk a road, serve you wholeheartedly, faithfully, right through to the end. And Lord, we are going through very tough times. And so you know that. And we ask, Holy Spirit, that you will help us today. Come and take this word that we send now May it bear fruit, may it encourage us, may it lift our hearts, may it uh, give us again our vision for the future and uh, just the stickability that we need to continue to endure this race that we run. We ask this all in the name of Jesus and to your glory, Father. Amen. So, perseverance, deersettings for more. Our modern day society puts pressure on us to not stick things through to the end, to not follow through on our commitments made. It's become almost the modern way. We have become a disposable society. Do not commit or stay committed to anything or anyone. It's just too much trouble. Just throw it away and get a new one. If people do not agree with you, just cancel them. This mindset is also filtered through into probably most areas of modern life. We have disposable nappies, we have disposable babies. We have disposable razors. We have disposable everything. Even our groceries are delivered to our door and take away pre-prepared meals. Everything is just geared to making it so-called easier for us. If you don't want your baby, dispose of it. If your parents get old and crocked, dispose of them. Put them in a home, heaven's waiting room. If your marriage is not perfect, at least according to you, dispose of it. Get divorced. If your studies and the discipline they require is too tough for you to manage, then just chuck your studies. Never mind how much your parents have already paid towards them. 
But the big picture, beloved, can you see where the enemy is taking our society? Bottom line is this. If you can't seem to deal with today's world, dispose of yourself. Now, at the risk of being termed a dinosaur, which I probably am, I'm going to say this. My generation, the older folk, still try to fix stuff. Maybe because most of us grew up poor. I have tins of screws and washers, bits and pieces, just in case. And you know what? I use them. We have become a throwaway society. If you don't want to be committed to it or to them, throw it away. Throw them away. But you know, times have changed. A while back, my wife spent many hours knitting a fancy jersey for one of our grandchildren. When my wife lovingly and proudly handed it over to the grandchild, her mom, our daughter, said, Oh, I could never go to all that trouble. I can just buy something from such and such. And she named the chain store. It is just so much easier to not make the commitment. Well, true enough. But what is the message sent from granny to granddaughter by those hours spent knitting just with granddaughter in mind. Priceless, as they say. Maybe granddaughter doesn't get the message now, but maybe one day she will. It's just so much easier to not make the commitment to start with because commitment always comes at a cost. Imagine if Jesus had just decided, no, this is too tough. I'm not going to see it through. It's going to cost me too much. Let someone else do it. Luke 9.51 tells us, not long before it was time for Jesus to be taken up to heaven, he made up his mind to go to Jerusalem. And that's, of course, where it was all going to unfold. Beloved, where would you be without a Savior? Where would I be today without a Savior? I cannot even begin to imagine. We would all be sinful and sorrowful and separated from God. Personally, I would have been long dead from booze and crazy living and all kinds of things. Other versions of that scripture of Luke 9.51 use phrases like this, He made up his mind. He resolutely set out. He set his face like flint. He was determined. He steadfastly set his face to go. Passion Translation puts it this way. Jesus passionately determined to leave for Jerusalem 
and let nothing distract him from fulfilling his mission there. For the time for him to be lifted up was drawing near. Let nothing distract him. One Afrikaans version says it this way. En toe die dag van sy opneming nader kom, het hy sy aangezicht gerig om na Jerusalem te reis. And Jesus calls us to do the same. He calls us to stand firm in our faith and to endure until the very end. Mark 13.13 En jylle sal dier ammel gehaad word ter wille van my naam. Maar wie vol hart tot die einde toe, hy sal gered word. You will be hated by everyone because of my name. But the one who endures to the end will be saved. That's Jesus speaking. So, beloved, how are you doing in following through on your commitment to serve the Lord wholeheartedly for your whole life through good times and bad, for richer, for poorer, for better, for worse, in sickness and in health, until death brings you face to face with him. How are you doing? I do not believe Jesus would instruct us to do something that he knows would be impossible for us to do. So, even in today's changed, crazy world, we are still able to stay committed and to persevere to the end. It's possible. This is why we have to keep going back to the Bible, the manufacturer's manual, to see how God wants us to do this. All we need to know about perseverance, about steadfastness, about endurance, about stickability, about not falling away, is given to us in the Word of God. Kom ons luister eers bykie muziek en dan gesels ons verder. Jy is nog steeds ingeskakel, hier by die water gehad, op Art Radio, ek is Peter Warren, en vandag praat ons oor deersettingsvermoe, perseverance. Die wereld is teen ons in hierdie saak, maar die Heere wil he dat ons tot die einde toe moet vast byt, byt vast. It is therefore essential for us to find out more about perseverance and especially what God says about it. The Oxford Dictionary defines perseverance as follows. Persistence in doing something despite difficulty or delay in achieving success. But the Bible Dictionaries define it as this. Remaining firm in our faith. 
Steadfastness, a very similar word, is defined as continued effort to do or achieve something despite difficulties, failure, or opposition. So, beloved, our enemies, therefore, are difficulty, failure, opposition, and delay in achieving success. What does that mean in our walk with the Lord? Before we get into the meat of the word in the next segment, I want to share a few more examples of perseverance, of stickability. Number one, a student studying right through the night, even with sore, tired eyes for the exam the next day. Number two, someone retaking a course that they have failed. Rewriting matric, if you like. Number three, pushing through the tough days at the gym. Number four, continuing to try to find a job, even after sending out a thousand CVs. Number five, continuing to strive for job promotion even when all odds are stacked against you. Number six, recovering from burnout or nervous breakdown or severe shock and trauma. Number seven, raising a child. I mean, this is just a few, but all of them take perseverance, endurance, stickability. This is a tough world, and life is not fair. But you know what, beloved? Thank the Lord we are not alone, left to our own devices. Thank you, Jesus, that you never leave us, nor forsake us. Thank you that you are in the very detail of our lives and that we can call on you at any given moment. Thank you, Lord. Kom ons luister eers muziek, dan gesels ons verder. Welcome back to the Watering Hole. I'm Peter Warren and we are talking about stickability, standing firm in our faith until the very end. Here are some questions that you might ask together with the answers from the Word of God. Question number one, where do I find the strength to endure when I'm tempted to give up. Well, Galatians 6 verse 9, And don't allow yourselves to be weary or disheartened in planting good seeds for the season of reaping the wonderful harvest you planted is coming. 
take advantage of every opportunity to be a blessing to others, especially to our brothers and sisters in the family of faith. What is that saying to us, beloved? Endurance comes from keeping our thoughts on the promise of the harvest, not on the problems of the moment. Is that easy to do? Not at all. But will God help you if you ask him to? Absolutely. Philippians 1 verse 6. I'm fully convinced that the one who began this glorious work in you will faithfully continue the process of maturing you and will put his finishing touches to it until the unveiling of our Lord Jesus Christ. Philippians 2 from verse 12. My dear friends, you always obeyed when I was with you. Now that I'm away, you should obey even more. So work with fear and trembling to discover what it really means to be saved. God is working in you to make you willing and able to obey him. You see, we do not endure through our own strength alone. God is at work in our lives. He gives us the strength to keep going when we are exhausted and he gives us the reasons to keep believing when we are discouraged. This is a true story, beloved. Many times I have felt that the full-time ministry was just too difficult and I've wanted to lay it down. But God would never allow me to lay it down. He always sent a message, an SMS, a song, a sermon, whatever, but always a sure sign that it came from him to encourage me. And beloved, here I am. Praise the Heere. Ek staan nog tot vandag toe. By his grace. He has brought me this far. And you know what? Amazing grace will bring me home. Wow. Question number two. What purpose does perseverance even serve in my life? What's the point? 1 Peter 1 verse 5 Through our faith, the mighty power of God constantly guards us until our full salvation is ready to be revealed in the last time. May the thought of this cause you to jump for joy even though lately you've had to put up with the grief of many trials. But these only reveal the sterling core of your faith, which is far more valuable than gold that perishes. For even gold is refined by fire. Your authentic faith will result in even more praise, glory and honor when Jesus the Anointed One is revealed. You want to bring him honor? Stick it out. 2 Peter 1 verse 5 For this very reason, 
Make every effort, every effort to add to your faith excellence. To excellence, knowledge. To knowledge, self-control. To self-control, perseverance. To perseverance, godliness. To godliness, brotherly affection. To brotherly affection, unselfish love. For if these things are really yours and are continually increasing, they will keep you from becoming ineffective and unproductive in your pursuit of knowing our Lord Jesus Christ more intimately. But concerning the one who lacks such things, he is blind. That is to say, he is nearsighted, since he has forgotten about the cleansing of his past sins. You see, there's a path here. There's a work of progress, and we have to walk it out. Endurance and perseverance is like the fire that purifies precious metals, hardens valuable pottery. It cleanses, clarifies, and solidifies our faith. Living through the trials and tests of life is often the most significant way to discover the riches of our faith. One thing is very clear about walking with the Lord throughout our life. It is not for sissies. Think of someone training to build their muscles or to win a marathon. There is much commitment involved. There is a great cost to us to partner with God. Jesus said, We are to carry our cross daily. And look what the cross did to him. What do you think it's going to do to us? Question number three. If I already believe in Christ, why do I have to persevere? 1 Peter 4.13 But rejoice in the degree that you have shared in the sufferings of Christ so that when his glory is revealed, you may also rejoice and be glad. Hebrew 3.14 For we have become partners with Christ, if in fact we hold our initial confidence firm until the end. 2 Timothy 2.10 So I endure all things for the sake of those chosen by God, that they too may obtain salvation in Christ Jesus and its eternal glory. This saying is trustworthy. If we died with him, we will also live with him. If we endure, we will also reign with him. If we deny him, he will also deny us. Hebrew 10.36 for you need endurance in order to do God's will and so receive what is promised. Romans 2 verse 7 For those living in constant goodness and doing what pleases Him, seeking an unfading glory and honor and imperishable virtue, will experience eternal life. These scriptures speak 
of partnership with Christ and a partner in business shares in the work to be done, in the problems and hardships to be faced, and in the profits to be joyfully shared at the end of the year. Beloved, make a commitment or a recommitment today to partner with Jesus through thick and thin. Kom ons luister eers bykie muziek en dan praat ons verder. Welkom terug by die watergat. Ek is Peter Warren en jy is ingeskakel op Ad Radio. We are talking about persevering in our faith. Standing firm until the end. There's a story, a true story. A poor, single mother from Edinburgh wrote a novel and began to send it out to try to have it published. That novel sent out at huge cost to the woman received 12 rejection letters, each one heartbreaking to that poor single mom. But then, the 13th publisher published the novel. The name of its main character, Harry Potter. Her name, J.K. Rowling. And she went on to become one of the world's wealthiest self-made women. She persevered and was richly rewarded. Perseverance is an essential quality of Jesus' followers. Though we have the promise of eternal life, we also face the prospect of living in a fallen world, which is out to compromise and destroy our faith. God promises that those who endure will not only survive, but will reign together with Christ. 2 Peter 2.20 When they learned about our Lord and Saviour Jesus Christ, they escaped from the filthy things of this world. But they are again caught up and controlled by these filthy things, and now they are in worse shape than they were at first. You see, that's a danger there. God sees the injustices we suffer just as he was pleased with Jesus' submission to the cross. He is pleased when we put his honor above all else. Will true believers always persevere in their Christian commitment or can they fall away from the faith? Is it possible? Some think so. Others don't think so. They rely on promises such as God will hold us in his hand and in his love. God will protect us from the evil one. God will keep our commitment firm. God will complete the good work he started in us. They are saying that the perseverance of the saints 
is grounded in God's preservation of them by His love and His grace. What do you believe, beloved? Let me throw a couple of stones out in the bush. What about these scriptures? And these are just a few. Matthew twenty four twenty four. In those last days, false prophets will arise to perform miracle signs to lead astray, if possible, those God has chosen to be his. John six sixty six. After this, many of his disciples quit following him and did not accompany him any longer. Hebrews 6 verse 4 For it is impossible in the case of those who have once been enlightened, tasted the heavenly gift, become partakers of the Holy Spirit, tasted the good word of God and the miracles of the coming age, and then have committed apostasy to renew them again to repentance since they are crucifying the Son of God for themselves all over again and holding him up to contempt. Apostasy means turning your back on Jesus and walking away from him. For the ground that has soaked up the rain that frequently falls on it and yields useful vegetation for those who tend it receives a blessing from God. But if it produces thorns and thistles, it is useless and about to be cursed. Its fate is to be burned. Matthew 24 from verse 9. Then, speaking of the last days, they will hand you over to be persecuted and will kill you. You will be hated by all the nations because of my name. Then many will be led into sin and they will betray one another and hate one another. And many false prophets will appear and deceive many. And because lawlessness will increase so much, the love of many will grow cold. But the person who endures to the end will be saved. Now these are merely a few scriptures on this subject. It seems now that I will have to do at least a second message on perseverance, on not falling away. Can you lose your salvation? Don't even answer that. That's for another day. My personal opinion on this whole subject for what it's worth, and I'm subject to correction. My personal opinion is that, indeed, nothing can snatch you out of the hand of God, but you can choose to climb out. You can apostatize. But that's another message for another day. As we prepare to pray now, I want to encourage you, never mind where you are, if I've severely challenged you today, doesn't matter. There where you are, if you, if you honestly call on God, stop fighting with Him, surrender control to Him, 
He will reach down and he will pull you up. You see, it's not that he will reach down. He's here with you. He's in the pit with you. He's not far away. He's here. And he will help you if you will let him. Do you believe your your life can change in this one prayer time? Will you make a life decision now? A life-changing decision right here, right now, today. Invite the Lord into your circumstances, into your prison of depression or tiredness or lack of perseverance. Ask the Lord to help you. But more than anything, thank Him for what He is going to do in answer to your prayers today. I remind you, you're not designed to be defeated. You're designed to persevere, to endure in overcoming victory right to the end. Jesus, for overwinning on verb. Kom ons luister vir Oulaas muziek en dan bid ons. Now, Father, we come to you in the name of your Son, Jesus, our Christ, our Saviour, our King. Father, you know us, you know where we're at, you know the conditions of our hearts, you know each one of us where we're at. Now, Father, some of us are really not in a good place. Some of us are just hanging in there and some of us are still doing okay. Thank you to you. Beloved, I ask you, have you fallen into the enemy's trap of giving up on God? Have you fallen into the trap of a disposable society? Have you stopped waging spiritual warfare by faith and with a clean conscience? Have you stopped listening to your conscience and you're finding you headed for the rocks? Today is a day. You can turn it. Don't turn the ship. Turn your heart to God. Let God turn the ship. If you've heard this message today and you don't know Jesus, you don't know if he's real, you don't know any of that stuff, then just there where you are, you cannot hear a message like this and not respond. If you feel you need to make right with God, then there where you are, Beloved friend, you need to speak to God. He is here. He's listening to you. He's waiting for your words. You might say something to him like, Lord, if you are real, will you please show yourself, reveal yourself to me in a way that I will know it's you.
and that this of your love is all real. I understand that I've been living my life my way because I didn't know how to live your way, Jesus. But today I want that to change. I ask you to forgive me for every wrong thing I've done. Even as I forgive you where I've blamed you, even as I forgive every person who's betrayed me, abandoned me, hurt me, done bad things to me, even as I forgive myself for having responded the way I did. I ask you to please wash me clean of all these things. Come into my life as my Savior and as my King and make me the person you want me to be, the one you've always destined me to be. Give me your identity and your destiny. And now, Father, we thank you all. All of us thank you. We ask that you forgive us, we repent of falling into the enemy's trap. Lord, we ask you to turn our ship Turn our ship. We ask you to strengthen us again that we may, with a clear conscience, wage spiritual warfare with faith, by faith, in faith, with a persevering, firm faith. We ask, Lord, that you'd help us to begin to hear again the voice of our conscience, to begin to hear again your still small voice. We repent, Holy Spirit, of having ignored you, of having quenched you, of having offended you so badly. We ask you to forgive us and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness and teach us again. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, precious Holy Spirit. Amen and amen. Dans ek geliefdes, vleit, vleit, my story is alweer uit. Dankie vir die keier, by die watergat. Until we meet again, be richly blessed. This be the one that grew to the following year. Start. Remember, you are writing the last chapter of your life. Go for it.